Friends can let friends adopt away too many cats. Friends can let friends spill the tea, the cheese, the gag. Friends can let friends sing while drunk off their ass. But friends don't let friends make a podcast. Hi. Hello. Oh, I hope I'm not being too loud. I don't want to wake up over. What episode is this? 27? Oh my god, dude. I don't even know. Uh, Something. Let's just say this is episode 27 of... Something like that. (laughs) Friends Don't Let Friends Make a Podcast. That's Antonio Angelica. Oh, well, that does make sense. (laughs) But, kind of. Okay. And that is... Hmm. I don't know. Traditional Traditional Tory? That's fine. Okay. And this week, I am going to inform you and Angelica and myself Same. about Fiesta. Since it's coming up, that way, in case anybody asks you anything, you can have some knowledge. Because all I know is that it was a thing. I didn't know anything yeah, about it. I don't know anything about it. I had one professor tell me like that it's not as cool as everyone makes it out to be, but I don't know. I mean, it's probably not. Anything. I, I haven't found anything. anything saying otherwise. Yeah, but... But <sighs> Professor, like... Oh, God. <laughs> and Helica's doing makeup. Yeah, so. I'm doing makeup. It's my first time doing full... Not my first time ever doing full face makeup, but it's my first time in a long time doing full face makeup. So sorry if you hear just... Screams. Yeah, and minor cursing. I'm going to try not to cuss. We'll, we'll cut it out. So, hit uh, Fiesta this year is from April 18th to the 28th. Okay. Which is a long time. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it always like two weeks? It's, yes. It's always like two weeks. Okay, that one's too dark. Um, so, I'm going to start by saying the different things and some background on some of them, but okay. then I have backgrounds for three of them. Okay. I know like two things that happened during Fiesta. Okay. So, the first battle of flowers. Yeah. Yeah. So, by 19... By, nope. By 1890, San Antonio, Texas was a thriving trade center with a population of 38,000. Ooh. Yep. Still more than my hometown. (laughs) Really? Yeah. How many is your hometown? 17,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1891, a group of citizens decided to honor the heroes of the Alamo and Battle of San Jacinto Jacinto, Mm -hmm. with a battle of flowers. The first parade had horse-drawn carriages, bicycles decorated with Fresh flowers and floats carrying children dressed as flowers. Oh. Um, the bell knap rifles yeah. represented the military. The participants pelted each other with blossoms. Cute. The Battle of the Flowers Parade is the only one in the country to be planned and directly directed completely by women. Okay, feminism. Hello. <laughs> this is in the 1800s? This is in the 1800s. Yeah. Okay, work. Hello. (laughs) We love first wave feminism. Today, it's the largest parade in Fiesta. Yeah. We get the day off of school for that. Yeah, we do. Like, me as a teacher, I get the day off. Miranda got that day off. Uh, Last year, she was like, because I had class, and she was like, you don't have off? And I was like, no. She was like, but it's that over the flowers. And I was like, I know, but they didn't cancel class. So, it's second in size nationally only to the Tournament of Roses Parade. You're lying to mm-hmm. me. Nope, that's what it says on the fiestasanantonio.org. 
To the Tournament of Roses? That's like the big like New Year's parade in California. Yeah. Second. So even like the Macy's like Thanksgiving Day parade smaller. Isn't I it? guess. Maybe that's third. Wow. That's amazing. Go San Antonio. Right? Hello. Sorry for anyone who's listening that definitely doesn't live in San Antonio or has any ties to San Antonio and doesn't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. This is a San Antonio episode. Yeah. It is a San Antonio episode. So our San Antonio listeners, listen so, up. Even yeah. though you probably already know all of this information. Maybe you don't. Like, <laughs> like us. We lived here four years. Didn't, That's true. Didn't we know. Don't, we've never participated in it. No. Anything. We also weren't even old enough to do, like, the, the drinking. Stuff. Yeah. The yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. So... You are this year, BB. I am. You weren't last year. I was. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, the Battle of Flowers was an immediate success within a... Sorry. Oh. I'm talking to myself. Um, within a few years, more events were taking place on or near April 21st. A carnival, balls, of, and coronations of royalty. Cute. The fiesta tradition had, be, had been born. Um... And then Fiesta has taken place every year except for 1918 during World War I and 1942 through 1945. For World War II? Yeah, I'm guessing. Um, let me see. So let me go. The next one that goes into it is The Order of the Alamo. Never heard of that one. Me either. But in 1909, John Carrington founded The Order of the Alamo, one of the oldest Fiesta organizations. The members meet once a year to choose the next year's queen and her court. The queen's court includes a princess, 12 in-town duchesses, and 12 from out of town. I want to be a duchess. Me too. <laughs> I, don't do that. I don't know. This royalty is featured in the major fiesta parades. How many parades do we have? A lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Claire Driscoll... Patron of the Alamo was the only person to serve as Queen of Fiesta for three years. Wow. 1905, 1904, and 1906. Okay, sure. Since then, queens have served for only one year. Many people have speculated about the value of the elegant gowns. Get ready for this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> um, worn by the queen and her court. Members of the order say their costs are determined between the families and their dressmakers, so figures of $10,000 or more are just guesses by people admiring the beautiful dresses in Texas. That's like... Trains. Wedding dress. Mm -hmm. Price. $10,000. Oh. And then... That's the, ridiculous. I know. That's I, disgusting. I can't even imagine spending over $100 for, like, a prom dress. Like, Dude, I was like, my nope. Kinsa dress was cheaper than that. Like, what the heck? Did I not bring a... Can I borrow a kabuki brush? I don't have a kabuki brush. You like can... a big, like the big fluffy ones. Well, go. The like powder ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, one. you can go. I have powder brushes. Um, the next one is the Texas Cavaliers. Yeah. Over the over the early years, Fiesta royalty include included King Cotton, Same. King Salamat, which is Tamales. Tamales spelled backwards. <laughs> Me. King Omala, which is Alamo spelled backwards. Dumb. And King Antonio, which is why I said Ant ah, Antonio and Helica. Some years, no king was named. John Carrington formed the Texas Cavaliers in 1926. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Do you remember in Parks and Rec, whenever they have their pony parade, and Chris is the nipple king? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you don't remember that? No. Right whenever Leslie's, it's what, it's what starts her recall as a city council person was the parade. The Hardest Day Parade or whatever. Oh, yeah. And the nipple king. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, one purpose of the organization was to select King Antonio. The first Cavaliers were... The first Cavaliers King was Sterling Burke, crowned King Antonio, I want to say nine. It's IX. Yes. Okay. In 1927. Wow. Yeah. Um... The next one is the Pilgrimage to the Alamo. The Pilgrimage to the Alamo. Mm -hmm. The Daughters of the Republic of Texas Mm -hmm. has staged its pilgrimage to the Alamo since 1925. The pilgrimage is a memorial tribute to the Alamo heroes and the heritage of Texas. A solemn, wreath-bearing procession of historic, civic, patriotic, military, and school groups walk silently to the Alamo. Okay. At the same time, an announcer intones the names of the Alamo defenders from within the Alamo walls. The ceremony concludes with a brief memorial service. But also, like, chill, because... <laughs> well, no. Nope. Yeah, I mean, have we done... A, Is that what we want to do? Have we done the story of the Alamo? I don't think we have. We need to do I that. was a racist. Yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> because everybody here, like, a lot of people here glorify it. I don't think they know. Everyone glorifies it. Well, we mean a lot of well, that's because that's an opinion, not a fact. Well, that's true. That's, that's why true. I said a lot of people. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. You're not incorrect. You're the right. next one is the Texas Cavaliers River Parade. <laughs> for years, King Antonio had no set tradition for his official arrival at Fiesta. He used planes, trains, and automobiles. Casually. Mm-hmm. When the Works Progress Administration completed improvements to the San Antonio River in 1941, the Cavaliers decided to introduce the King in a river parade. Cute. The first event to take place on the river after the improvements. Okay. Which is sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Today, the river parade is one of the few in the nation in which the floats really do float. <laughs> About 250,000 people line the banks to enjoy the event. That's cool. This one, I think, is funny. It's El Rey Feo. <laughs> the second king to reign over Fiesta is El Rey Feo. Oh, no. The ugly king, for those of you that don't know Spanish. Yeah. Um, this monarch comes from a medieval tradition in which peasants elected one of their own as king for a day. Yeah, it's in um, Hunchback. Yeah? Yeah, they have the Feast of Fools, and Quasimodo gets elected. They're the King of Fools, mm-hmm. and then they pelt him mm. fruit and stuff. It's really sad. It's really exciting. I love that movie. <laughs> um, the first Rey, Rey Feo was crowned in 1947. He became an official part of Fiesta in 1980, the Lulac Ray Feo Scholarship Committee sponsors El Ray Feo. <laughs> the candidates for the title raise money that's given to co- students for their college expenses. Wow. Yeah. The emergence of two Fiesta Kings built a bridge between both of the city's major cultures. Both Kings visit hospital schools and nursing homes in addition to making their appearance at Fiesta. That's cute. Yeah. So basically, it's not necessarily that they're, like, ugly, but it's, like, that they're a peasant. Like, they're just, like, a person. Yeah, it's just, like, just yeah. no one important. Yeah. But you raise money and get That's it. cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do the the next one is the Fiesta Flambeau Parade. Flambeau? F-L-A-M-B-E-A-O. B-E-A-U. Sure. <laughs> the Fiesta Flambeau Parade began in 1948. The parade's name comes from the French word for a candlestick or torch. Okay. 
Um, Lambu. Probably. In the events earlier, four man brigades marched between the other units carrying torches on five foot poles. Gee. Today, Boy Scouts carry safety flares. All the floats in the Flambeau Parade are lighted. Whoa! That's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fire parade. So the next one is one of the ones that is well known. It's mm. Night in Old San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Neosa. Um, it joined Fiesta in 1948. The San Antonio Con... Conservation Society sponsors NEOSA. The society works to save San Antonio buildings and maintain the city's cultural heritage. It takes about 16,000 volunteers each year to stage NEOSA. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let me see. I don't know what I'm wearing. And then here are some long-time traditions and other parades. So many parades. Yeah. Corneation of raucous show lampooning San Antonio headlines and personalities. St. Mary's Oyster Bake, the Women's Ooh, Fiesta. Can we go that? Sure, I won't need any, but, Ooh, but I'll go with you. The Women's Fiesta San Antonio Tournament, um, I don't know, uh, featuring top teams from around the nation. It's an invitational tournament featuring top teams from around the nation. Okay. JBSA Lackland Fiesta Military Parade, Fiesta a special 5K run and parade and pooch parade. <laughs> Me. So now I'm going to get into some history of Fiesta. Okay. And if this repeats, then I'll just cut it. <laughs> Sorry. So I had a flag just in case. Um, San, Fiesta San Antonio, previously called Fiesta San Jacinto, is a 10-day festival held every spring in San Antonio. It originated in the eight, 1891 Flower Parade conceived by Ellen Mary Sladen, wife of Congressman James L. Sladen, as an, an April 21st salute to the heroes of the Battle of the Alamo and San Jacinto. Why April 21st, specifically? Um, I don't know. Was San Jacinto April 21st? Because the Alamo was not. The see. Alamo was on... Mm, sometime in March, I thought. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it is in April. I don't know. Good thing I'm not a history teacher. <laughs> San Jacinto Day is the celebration of the Battle of San Jacinto on April 21st, 1836. Mm-hmm. There we go. Very cool. It was the final battle of the Texas Revolution where Texas won its independence from Mexico. That makes sense. Okay. So now, a group of San Antonio women. Cute. Which one? For, highlight. For a highlight? Yeah. Well, I gotta see the rest of your look first. But I'm thinking. You do highlight or last? I do highlight or last. I, I need to see what ties together. That makes I feel sense. like it just it ties it together. I do like face, and I consider highlighter like face first. So but all sense. the beauty gurus do it at last. I'm not a beauty guru, Tori. Well, I'm not either, but they all do it last. <laughs> I just do it last because I don't want to be like nude, like nude face, red lips, and then like green highlighter. I mean, I'd rather do like a gold highlighter. That's a good point. I may have to go. Upstairs in the but, but now I'm still here. Okay. So a group of San Antonio women formed the Battle of the Parade, Battle of Flowers Association. Um, the first parade was moved a day ahead to accommodate the schedule of visiting President Benjamin Harrison. Oh, nice! But it was then delayed for four days by bad weather. Oh, with the arrival accurate though. <laughs> with the arrival of fair weather participants in. Carriages pelted one another with flowers as they rounded Alamo Plaza. 
By 1895, an elaborate week-long celebration surrounded the Battle of Flowers Parade, and the first queen was chosen. In 1909, the Order of the Alamo was organized with John B. Carrington as president to oversee some features of the carnival, including the election of the queen and her coronation. The Battle of Flowers Association continued to coordinate the, the parade as well as children's feet and a band competition. Children's feet? F-E-T-E. Okay. The forerunner of today's band festival. The parade tradition lapsed briefly during World War I, but another tradition was started, the pilgrimage to the Alamo. The, by the 18, 1980s, the daughter of the Republic of Texas was sponsoring this event, in which participants marched from the city's municipal auditorium to the Alamo to hear the names of Texas men who died in the Battle of the Alamo. Can't you do that, like, any time you go to the Alamo, though? Like, their names are all listed right there. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't know if they read it, but, like... I, that's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that's the point, but... But, I mean, but, like... Who actually goes there to read it? Accurate. Who actually goes to the Alamo, unless you're on a field trip, like... I don't know. Old people. <laughs> Dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see... Um, the fiesta was not very old before the crowning of a king who added to the week's activities. Before King Antonio Line was established in 1916, kings were chosen by the Spring Carnival Association, the Downtown Business Club, and the Chamber of Commerce. Early m monarchs were dubbed Selamat, which was Amala's backwards, yeah. Amala, so and King Cotton, Zeus, and Rex. Zeus and Rex. Yeah, those weren't on the those other are like page. Dog names. <laughs> those are one of those is a god's name, but literally, if I ever got a golden retriever, I would name him Zeus, specifically. Like, don't know why. Completely off topic, but there you go. Anyway. All right. Um. No one buy me a golden retriever. Oh, I have to tell you something in a minute after all this that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but remind okay. me about. Okay. Small dogs. Just remind me about small dogs. Okay, okay I'll try. In 1926, when the King Texas Cavaliers were organized by Carrington, the king began to be named from their ranks. In the same year, Mrs. Alfred Ward of the Battle of Flowers Association founded the Oratorical Contest for Ooh. college students to encourage writing on some phase of Texas history. What? Yeah. Why is no one ever thinking about this right before I'm graduating, of course, when I can't participate in it anymore? I want to write things about Texas history. Girl, ooh, I do. <laughs> oh, we chose the wrong year to start a podcast. Honestly, about we should have done this freshman year. God, could you imagine if we started yeah. this podcast freshman year? It, well, first of all, it wouldn't have continued because <laughs> look at where we've been. Accurate. I don't know what I'm going to put on my face. I don't know what I'm wearing. Well, I don't think it matters with your makeup. We'll see. Anyways. You give me that face, but you also put highlighter on first. So get, I mean, get out of here. Not, you're, not, you're not incorrect. This is what the makeup um, Okay, anyway. The celebration continued to grow, and by 1945, the San Antonio Conservation Society was playing a substantial role with its popular Night in Old San Antonio. Held in picturesque La Vita. La Villita. Where is that? I don't know. It's somewhere oh, in San Antonio. Well, have you ever heard of King William Street? No. They do like a big fiesta thing, and I'd never heard of that area of town until literally this year. No. So it's like the historic area. 
Have you ever That's probably it? where La Vie does. Probably. You know the author, Sandra Cisneros, who wrote The House on Mango Street? I, I know the name, but I she don't. She used to live there on King William Street wow. in a purple house. <laughs> oh, you told me about that. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, in the mid-1980s, the night in Old San Antonio held on four successive evenings continued to be one of the most popular and highly successful, successful additions to the Gala Week. It is an authentically costume recreation of San Antonio's early life under Six Flags. Held oh, I thought you meant the theme park room. <laughs> I was like, what? Held in La Vida. How else would you say that? La Villita? Ew. V-I-L-L-I-T-A. Villita. Okay. I feel like that sounds weird. But it's Spanish. Okay. An internationally recognized historic restoration of the little village that existed at the site before the time of the Alamo. By 1959, Fiesta Week had grown to the point that San Antonio Chamber of Commerce formed a coordinating agency called the Fiesta San Antonio Commission, and the event became officially known as Fiesta San Antonio. In 1980, Fiesta Royalty was expanded under the League of United Latin American Citizens, Council No. 2, began the Paseo de Rey Feo, um... By the mid-1980s, the Fiesta San Antonio Committee was underwriting some 25 events, including the four major parades. So, wow. <laughs> the Battle of Flowers continued to be the only major parade in the United States that was conceived, organized, and presented by, by a women's group. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, the Texas Cavaliers sponsored the annual River Parade, and the King Antonio attended nearly 120 Fiesta-related functions. Wow. Fiesta activities included art shows, sports tournaments, and tours of local historical areas and military bases. The final event of the festival had become the Fiesta Night Parade, or Fiesta Flambeau, sponsored by the San Antonio Jaycees and lit by torchlight and fireworks. In the early 1990s... Huh? What is the Jaycees? I will look it up in a second. Okay. In the early 1990s, some 50,000 volunteers from the military, the general public, and more than 80 nonprofit organizations helped to put on the Fiesta events, which were estimated by organizers to generate more than $100 million for the community each year. Wow. Let's see what are the San Antonio JCs. They actually haven't fought that much today. Like, I'm surprised. <laughs> Did you see my video earlier where they were both under my bed, like in opposite corners? And I was like, why? I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, it's not important. Um, United States Junior Chamber. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Like Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, but, but like for San Antonio. Yeah. So, this one is... A History of the Battle of the Flowers from battleofflowers.org. Okay. Um, so it started in 1891, inspired by the flower parades of Spain. Mrs. James L. Sladen, our congressman's wife, suggested that San Antonio stage its own feat of April 21st, again, F-E-T-E, in memory of the fallen heroes of the Alamo and Battle of San Jacinto. With the help of Mrs. No, of Mr. J.S. Alexander, the idea gained the support of the prominent all-male San Antonio Club, and the Battle of Flowers Association was born. Mrs. H.D. Campman was immediately elected its first chairman. Okay. 
Um, April 24th, 1891. Ever unpredictable, about of inclement Texas weather delayed the inaugural Battle of Flowers Parade three days. Yeah. Nonetheless, the event proved a vivid success and earned an encore the following year and many great and, and a great many after. Oh. 1901, debut, debut of the horseless carriage. The 10th birthday of the Battle of the Flowers Parade was celebrated and the Express reported that this was the first parade to include a horseless vehicle. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. History's cool. <laughs> Sometimes. So, 1913 to 1914, the organization received a charter and seal from Austin, and membership cards were issued for the first time. Now the name was the Battle of Flowers Association with an active membership limited to 400. Dang. Limited to 400. (laughs) Well, because I guess there are too many. There's 30, what did they say? 35,000. Yeah, and only 400. Sorry. Um... Also, I just looked up feet. It's, uh, how do you? Fate. Fate. Oh. And it's festival, class day, the great fate of the year. A hmm. lavish, oath, a lavish, often outdoor entertainment. Hmm. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, 1915 to 1916, the dens. The parade had grown so large that floats could no longer be decorated with fresh flowers. Oh. Mr. Iries, a benefactor of the organization, helped it acquire an old building at 420 Oak Street that came to be known as the Dens. Event organizers would meet here to adorn with many floats with striking artificial flowers. 1918, the year of no parade. <laughs> yeah. It was the year of the final, it was the final year of World War One. um... And the ladies of the Battle of Flowers Association busied themselves with patriotic pursuits rather than festivities. There was, there was no thought of a parade in 1918, but on Sunday, April 21st, thousands made a solemn pilgrimage to the Alamo. Oh. Um, 19... I mean, kind of. <laughs> what? I, I said awe, and then I was like, I mean, as kind well of. as you can get with the Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. Um... God. My parents are gonna listen to this episode. My dad's gonna be like, "What's the problem with the Alamo?" <laughs> Tell him to just listen to the next episode. All right. Oh, good. <laughs> TJ, listen to the next episode. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Jones, Jones Jones. Tommy Jones Jones. Nineteen twenty-six. The oratorical contest takes the stage. President Mrs. Alfred Ward founded the oratorical contest whereby three prizes would be offered to students who would write the best essays based on some phase of Texas history. Whoa. The winning declamation was and continues to be used as a part of the annual luncheon program. I'm mad about it. <laughs> I'm mad that I never heard about that. I would oof. Well, you can help me write one. I will. There you go. 1933. Seated at Alamo Plaza, San Antonio's population increased and the appeal of the week's festivities made it necessary to provide crowd seating. Mrs. Walker was the first association leader to successfully obtain exclusive rights to build grandstands on Alamo Plaza. 1935 to 1936, the band festival, here to stay. Under Mrs. Lee Palfrey's term was, as president, the band festival was made a definite part of the week's program. Its first performance took place on the morning of the parade. 1940, 
horsepower without the horses. <laughs> 1940 parade was the first one in the history of the Battle of the Flowers parades without any horses. In other words, without any horse-drawn floats. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder if they, like, went back to that. Because you know how, like, the carriages are still super huge downtown and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I wonder if now they do horse stuff again oh, or maybe. if they just kept it out. I don't know. I do. But I don't know. You do, but you don't. Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying, but yes, I don't but know. I, but you don't know the answer, yeah, because we've never, we've never been. participated. 1941 was the 50th anniversary. Mrs. Frank Gillipsy presided as president over the celebration's 50th year. More than, more than 1,000 joined in the fun of the children's fate while every production from the band festival to the annual luncheon was celebrated with even more pomp and circumstance than usual. 1943 to 1941, the war felt at home. Mm-hmm. At the 1943 annual luncheon, the decision was made to suspend dues and freeze member- membership until World War II had come to a close. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Especially considering, like, how everything was, like... There just wasn't a lot during World War II. Like, everything was being rationed, and, like, people were working way more than normal and stuff like that, so it makes sense. Like, trying to collect money and supplies for a festival that could seem frivolous, especially in such a time of, like, global turmoil. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. I just nerded out really hard. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> 1948, new milestones for the celebration. 37 bands competed in the band festival in Alamo Stadium, and the largest crowd to date viewed the parade of, on Friday in 1948. Wow. Added to the week's program was an illuminated night parade in which the Battle of Flowers president rode in an official car. 1945, 19, God, I keep mixing up my numbers. 1954, the Children's Fate finale and Aggie's honorees. Sleeping Beauty, the last Children's Fate staged by the Battle of Flowers Association. It proved an outstanding performance under Chairman Mrs. A.C. Dobbs. The Do they not do it anymore? I don't know. The same year marked the 100 years establishment to the Texas public schools to celebrate the Aggie Band led the official band section in the parade and put on a special 200 piece. First time Battle of Flowers performance. Wow. That's cool. 1955, a pageant premiere. The Thunder and Glory pageant replaced the Children's Fate under the chairman of Mrs. William Thornton, so yes, I guess not. So they don't do that anymore. 1956, the Grand Marshal Governor. President Mrs. Richard Walker enthusiastically secured Texas State Governor Alan Shivers as the Grand Marshal of the parade. Also, this year, the band festival featured for the first time ever the U.S. Army Drum and Bugle Corps from Washington, D.C. Wow. Mm-hmm. 1960, a new home for the den. When expressway expansions threatened to overtake the land used on which the parade float den sat, President Mrs. William H. Spice, a woman of action, appointed a committee led by Mrs. H.J. von Rosenberg to find a solution. Soon the ladies purchased the land of the former John Jay Perishing School for the new den. I gotta say something. Hmm. And not to be that guy. <laughs> but <laughs> people got very white last names to be putting on those thing called Fiesta. Fiesta? Yeah. I just gotta say. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know San Antonio's history. I don't either. Also Uh, It's very interesting to me how, like, this sounds huge. Fiesta? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I know it's a big deal here, but like this sounds like huge. huge. Like they're getting Washington D.C. Exactly, and the fact that like we've lived in two separate parts of Texas our whole lives before coming here and have never, never heard, heard of, of this before moving to San Antonio. Like, what happened? Like, what changed? Because obviously, in the forties and fifties, it was pretty booming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, why? You know, yeah. I don't. If it's the second biggest parade of the year nationally, like, I don't understand. That's I don't know. Maybe we get there. Very interesting. Um, 1960, the Ladies' Welcome Fiesta. Year by year, there had been an increasing discontent, discontent in the week's celebration due to the undemocratic procedures of a few. In 1960, majority representatives made an appeal to the outside. The Chamber of Commerce stepped in and chartered the Fiesta San Antonio Commission to coordinate the activities of the annual Fiesta Week celebration. 1961-62, the new den was one-story, 10,000 square feet concrete block steel beam structure specifically designed for building floats. Dedication ceremonies for the building were held in June 1961 and they completed in 1962. Um, 1964, the year of many accolades. Um, it was quite a year for the Battle of Flowers. First, the Conservation Society awarded the Association for the Preservation of That Which is Admirably Distinctive of History. Then, the 50-year organization charter was renewed to a perpetual charter. And finally, the Council of International Relations for Outstanding Interest in the Field of National Friendship awarded honorary membership to Battle of Flowers, then President Mrs. Claude Witherspoon Jr. Huh, me. Um, 1973, the parade continues to blossom. Uh, the parade debuted two new sections, a commercial section limited to six floats with an entry fee and the official section set aside for important persons such as the president of the Battle of Flowers, military coordinator, mayor, county judge, and governor. This year, a pre- Governor? Yeah. Like state governor? I, I guess. It just says governor. You're going to tell me the state governor comes to this and, like, we've never heard this anywhere else in the state? Wild. This okay. year, a pre-parade box lunch party was also hosted for military commanders, their wives, and, off and other dignitaries. That's cute. 1977. This year, the parade was even more of a couldn't-miss event than usual. Lady Bird Johnson presided <gasps> as <laughs> Grand Marshal and actor Earl Holloman acted as Honorary Grand Marshal. The military brought up the rear of the parade for security reasons, and the televised parade start was moved to Grayson and Broadway. Yeah. 1982, Fiesta was selected by the American Bar Association as one of the top 100 festivals in North America. And we've never heard of it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 1988, this year marks Lady Bird Johnson's second time grand marshaling the parade. I love her. This as year, much as I don't know how I feel about her husband as a president, I love her. <laughs> yeah. This year, the parade theme was As Time Goes By. 1991, the Grand Centennial. To commemorate the 100-year anniversary, the first meeting of the season... Ooh! The first meeting of the season was ha held at the Manger Hotel. Hey! Former presidents arrived in carriages after circling Alamo Plaza and tossing flowers at each other and at spectators as done... In 1891. You know what we should do as an episode sometime? Uh, Haunted San Antonio. Yeah. Um, 1992, a trademarked affair. The association decided it would be wise to trademark, 
mark its name and registered the Battle of Flowers as its exclusive trademark and service mark. Okay. 1994-95, the Battle of Flowers Association's historical data would no longer be stored in a closet at the Den, but rather in the environmentally controlled Daughters of the Republic of Texas Library Archives at the Alamo. Interesting. The materials were donated to the DTR library while noting that if the group ever relocated, the materials would be returned to the association. 1997. Hey! The Long Range Planning Committee drafted a mission statement. The Battle of Flowers Association, celebrating Texas history as at its February general meeting, the statement appeared on mailings, press releases, and stationery marking its place as an integral part of the Battle of Flowers community fabric. Uh, 2016, the 125th anniversary. Um, it, the parade continued the tradition of introducing new ideas for the first time both the Grand Marshal Rosemary Kowalski and the Honorary Grand Marshal Major General Angie Salinas were prominent female leaders in our community. Angie Salinas is the first last name that I've heard out of this <laughs> That was not completely white. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't either, dude. I'm just... <laughs> they, were, they were a selective few, the, the females. This was the first year to feature live broadcasting from the Alamo, where the Texas State University Strutters performed yeah, as pre-parade entertainment. Additionally, a flyover by two U.S. Air Force T-38 planes signaled the start of parade at 12.20 p.m., these additions underscored the parade theme, Texas Traditions, 125 Years, by paying homage to the cultures and pastimes that have been passed down from one generation of Texans to the next. 2018. Um, okay. Battle of Flowers Parade 2018, I Remember. You remember it? That's what it's called. Oh. I, I remember. <laughs> I thought you were saying you specifically remembered. I was like, okay. Now, and this is the last one of this, because obviously it's like 2019. Um, celebrating the 300th anniversary of San Antonio, the, 20 oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the 2018 parade with its earlier start time was led by the Grand Marshal La Familia Cortez, embracing the nostalgia and the cry, I remember. La Familia Cortez's double float replicating the interior of their iconic Mi Tierra was, oh, was, a, okay. was a first in parade history, just as they were the first entire family, 32 strong, to serve as Grand Marshal. Wow, that's neat. Mm-hmm. For the first time... The They're also the ones who own like, all those restaurants, but... Probably. Like, Yera, Mico, uh, what is the other one? Pico de Gallo, uh, La, Mar- La, Mar- La Margarita, dear God. Uh, about? Yeah, maybe. For the first time, the parade was broadcast to over 200 markets around the world, showcasing our unique city and its rich cultural history. And the last one I have for you is the history of Neosa. Okay, that's the night in old San Antonio. Yes, ma'am. It's a four-night festival in the heart of downtown San Antonio. A four-night festival called Night. (laughs) It started as a night. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But, like, a long time ago, they made it into four nights. But yeah, my professor brought that up the other day. He was like, it just, it's gone into, but I, I don't know if he knows that it's not, a recent thing that it's been four year, four nights now, but because he was talking about it, he was like, it's supposed to be a night, and over here it is, like, it's just now four nights, and I was like, sir? <laughs> he was like, I don't think it's just been that way. But founded in 1924, 
The San Antonio Conservation Society is one of the oldest and most active community preservation groups in the United States. Beginning with efforts to prevent historic structures from being raised and to preserve such unique sites as the city's Spanish colonial missions, the society has been responsible for saving most of the historic attractions that now make San Antonio one of the top tourist destinations in Texas. Amen. NEOSA began in 1938 as the, quote, Indian Festival, a one-night street... <laughs> yep, a one-night... <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is the 20s, so... This is the 38th. <laughs> Still, whatever, it's before the 60s. Um, can't clock it too hard. Um, the, a one-night street fair held in the fall and patterned after the fiestas of San Antonio's early days, it netted $336.11. Wow. That's for the, small. Yeah. Wait, but the conversion, though, because that's 38 Three hundred dollars in nineteen thirty eight is not three hundred dollars in today's money. No, it was a lot for the conservation society. Especially in thirty eight, that's still a Great Depression. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, the festival was presented for a few years under different names, finally becoming the River Festival in nineteen forty four. In nineteen forty six, the city of San Antonio asked the conservation society to hold its event during Fiesta. In 1948, the One Street, One Night Festival was called A Night in Old San Antonio for the first time. Okay. By 1958, it had expanded to four nights, and in 1966, <laughs> the name was registered and trademarked, reserving it exclusively for the Conservation Society. See, I told you it wasn't a recent thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And your professor was on that. In the earliest years, Neosa relied on Conservation Society members for all the food. When chili stands reminiscent of those in San Antonio's old plaza were instituted in 1947, volunteers made the chili at home to sell there. Members baked desserts and cut flowers from their own gardens. Society members were asked to contribute $1 if they were not preparing homemade candy. Well, but needi- needs for the burgeoning, burgeoning sure. event were outstripping the capabilities of members' kitchen, kitchens. In 1953, the Conservation Society ordered pies from the area's best bakeries and 1,000 dozen tamales to go. (laughs) 1,000 dozen. Mm -hmm. There's a math on that. Wait, wouldn't that just be (laughs) 12,000? You're so... Wow. This is why I'm not teaching math. (laughs) Trying to do the math. Oh, my gosh. Well, my dad's going to be really disappointed in me for that one. (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed. <laughs> Don't cry. I'm sure you got to. He's going to be more upset about that than the Alamo thing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So that was then. This is now. Neosa is the top fundraiser for historic preservation in the nation and truly lives up to its motto as a celebration for pres- preservation. Funds raised enable the Conservation Society to continue its mission of preserving historic buildings, objects, places, and customs related to the history of Texas, and all that is admirably distinctive to the state. Out of the roughly 1.4 million netted at Neosa, proceeds support restoration and preservation of historic properties and parks throughout the city, as well as education and advocacy programs and projects such as the Heritage Education Tours, Seminars, community tours, scholarships, the research library, and the house museums. Wow. 
Through the magic of 240-plus food, drink, and atmosphere booths, 13 live musical acts, children's games, decorations, souvenirs, and 13,000 enthusiastic volunteers, Neurosa brings the city's heritage alive in its 15 culture areas. So here's a little fact. On the average, Neosa revelers annually consume over 17,000 pounds of beef, 11,000 pounds of chicken, 5,000 pounds of sausage, 3,000 pounds of turkey legs, 25,000 <laughs> 25, buns, rolls, and bolillos, 30,000 tortillas, 2,000 pounds of masa, 6,000 tamales, 15,000 pounds of fruit and vegetables, and 1,000 pounds of guacamole. Wow, we <laughs> love that. And here's the best part, I think. It says, however, some things don't change. Food items are created, perfected, and prepared by Neosa volunteers in certified Neosa kitchens and on-site and truly reflect the areas where they can be found. Oh. In fact, sometimes the only place they can be enjoyed is at Neosa. All booths... Like the chicken and the stick thing. Yeah. All booths are run by Conservation Society volunteers, many of whom are third or second generation of a family. Or second or third generation of a family. Volunteers come from all over the country to work at Neosa. And that is the history of Fiesta. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. That's a full episode. That's, That's a almost full an episode. hour. Mm-hmm. I really was like, whatever you said, it's going to be a fun. I was like, is it? It is. And it actually was. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, if you didn't learn something, if you take away anything from this, I need you all to remember that Fiesta, that Neosa started four days in 1958. That's the one thing. That's the one thing I want everyone to know. So that way, whenever somebody's like, oh, it's night in San Antonio, why is it Fortnite? You can say, it. um, it started in 1958. Get away. I told this kid today, I work with this kid. Who did, oh, did I tell you a long time ago? Oh, no. He, he goes to UTSA. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Oh, is this the one that doesn't like it whenever you call it Utsa? Uh-huh. And he calls it, like, Utsa Essay or something like that, something stupid? He, I don't know what he said, but I said, oh, you go to Utsa? And he, or do you call it Utsa? And he goes, no, because I'm, I'm not stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, today, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, hey, have you been on the webpage recently? And he goes, no, why? And I was like, oh, because they're holding a button, and it says Fiesta UTSA, and in quotes, it says... In parentheses, it says Utsa. I was like, so get out of here. I want it. I do too. I want it. I at them and I was like, what do I have to yeah, do to get this button? Yeah, where do I get that? Yeah, that's hilarious. I was like, that's everyone calls it Utsa. Yeah, in, in quotes, it's O-O-T-S-A. I was like, Utsa, I need one. Dude, the year that I was an orientation leader, they were selling shirts that said U-T-S-A. Yes, So like, E with the apostrophe S-E. It was like, same. Yeah, I love that. Oh. It's like, I need 10. I at them, they never got back to me. I was like, I'll pay. Not a lot, but I will pay for that. Like, That's so funny. Yeah, so I was like, I was, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, a long time ago you told me, I don't say Utsa because I'm not stupid. I was like, well, it says it on a button from like the 50s, so get out of here. I was like, don't talk to me. And he was like shook that I said it. But <laughs> I was like, shook. I was like, come from, because he was just like, yeah, it's like, come for me again. Bitch. Yeah, it's like, come for me. It's called Utsa. So. Oh my gosh. Also, you know, we always make fun of your mom because she says Heedner yes. instead of Heedner and we hate it. Dude, the teachers that I'm co-teaching with are also from San Antonio. I've lived in San Antonio their whole, t- their whole lives and they also say Heedner and I hate it. I don't like it. I hate it so much. Amanda, how do you pronounce it? I, I know it's pronounced. It's pronounced. Heedner. It's ugly. It's it, Hubner. It looks like Hubner. It does. It looks like Hubner, but it's pronounced Hubner, and I 
hate it. I'm never. I'm not gonna do it. I'm never. Because it's it German, human. but I'm like, get out of here. Never calling it. Get out on here, out of here with my eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, I call East Houston Street downtown East Houston. Street How dare you? Because, but I do it. I do that specifically for the meme because okay. that's what uh, Bridget? Bridget says, and I think it's so funny. Like the very first time, I was like. That's Where? not even. I was like, so I always call it. We're going on Houston Street. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll go. I, every time I say it, I always say, go turn on East Houston Street, East Houston. I always say it right after. Same. Just East Houston. East Houston. But, yeah. <gasps> That's Excuse cool. Me. I like that. Wow. And it was neat for me because I got to just like sit back and listen and learn and. We don't get a lot of episodes where Tori talks the most. No. <laughs> and Helica's always talking. Sorry. But that's how it is where we live together. She talks a lot. But it's fine. I mean, I don't care. Because I'm always... I was like, I always tell you if it annoys me. It, it doesn't. It doesn't annoy me. I'm just, I just don't talk. Like, in high school, everyone was like, you're so quiet. I'm like, I just don't like you. Me. I just don't want to talk to you. But, I don't know. Here, if I'm like, if I look at... I don't know. If I don't really have anything to say, I just say what I'm looking up. But I've always wanted to learn the history of yeah, Fiesta. So same. that's why when we weren't sure what to do, and I said, let's do Fiesta, I was like, let me... Because it just came up all these things. So I was like, why don't I look up all of them and yeah. just go from there? And it turned out to be a Fiesta episode because Fiesta's coming up. Yeah, it's like this week. It's literally yeah. starting on Friday, actually. Yes. Okay, so but it started at UTSA already. We had it. Yeah, they Friday. had it on this past Friday. It was weird. I was like, I didn't go. I saw them setting oh, up. Oh, but like, you know why? I bet they did it since this Friday is Good Friday. I bet a lot of people are gonna leave. Like, why didn't they just? Why didn't they just do it like during the week? Because they always do it on a Friday. Oh. They always do it on a Friday. Probably because it makes a huge mess and it takes forever to clean. Probably. So I need them. So I wish they would do. I saw, I've seen pictures on Pinterest. Where, like, for weddings, you know how they throw rice or confetti? Yeah. Why don't you just, like, hole punch, like, leaves? Or that way you throw that. And it's, like, Oh, and then you don't have to worry about, like... Cleaning it because yeah, it's a leaf. Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to do that for our wedding. Hopefully. I know. I was thinking that. Or, like, get everyone to blow bubbles because that would look so cute. I love the bubbles thing. I love the bubbles thing. So the one, like, downside... I guess, to Fiesta, because it's pretty good, like, yeah. started by women, that's super cool, which we love, that's super awesome, like, that's literally my favorite thing, yeah, but there's a little bit of a downside, as most things have, I mean, yeah, and I mean, Sorry. it makes sense, it does, because like, if you know the history, then yes, it makes yeah. sense, yeah, and like I said, we're gonna have an episode on it, it'll be our next episode, so you can put two and two together, yeah, she wants the pinwheel, anyway, um, so, Fiesta can be construed as a tad bit racist. <laughs> just, just like a pinch. <laughs> like a just, pinch of salt, you just know? Just a dash of racism <laughs> thrown in there. Um, just because of the fact that it's very into the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> we'll like that's, it was celebrating... San Jacinto and the Alamo and... And that whole mess the, is a racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a pinch racist. It's yeah. racist. Yeah. But nobody knows that. Yeah. So that's why some people don't get it. And it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense as to why all the white people are the ones putting it on for the first time. And But that thankfully, that's not the entire origin and that's not what it celebrates. Like, It's not the whole thing that it celebrates, which is cool. That's yeah. better. Because if it was just for the Alamo, 
then we'd have some problems. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be like, get out of here. Because it was kind of celebrating just like, just a, just a, just a touch of white supremacy. <laughs> Um, but you know, yeah, the, <laughs> this is also the 1890s. Yeah, so, not the best of times. Um, the article says that some UT, there's a group on campus, some like, yeah. Mexican-American, it, they're like, their thing is M-A-S-S-O or something. Okay. Um, and they were like, some one girl was like, that's the way I never celebrated and I never will. And I just kept thinking of the SpongeBob meme when it's like, that's the way I never celebrated. Yeah, that was like, and I never will. Yeah. I've it's never like, seen a game of Thrones and I never will. And I'm like, get out of here. It's like, like, sure, Jan. <laughs> okay. Guy, like, I, and then it's the other meme, like, this guy's never seen Game of Thrones. See, nobody cares. Yeah. So, this guy. I mean, we this, haven't celebrated Fiesta either, yeah, but. This, this guy never celebrated Fiesta. Who See, cares? Nobody cares? Literally nobody cares. Yeah, just learn Still the get history. the day off. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Honestly, like, just learn the history. Yeah. And then you're fine. Because fine. then you can back up yourself when Because then are you can to make your it. own. Yeah, you can make your own decisions too based on that than just like following blindly or whatever. Like, yeah. if you still choose to not celebrate, I guess whatever, but. As long as you know the history and you don't actively support. The exactly. Portion. Exactly. Like there's, like, there's more there's to it. Literally, one of the calendar days is a festival for the children. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Children aren't. Ninety nine percent of children are not white supremacists. So. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> and I have to support something that was started by women. Like yeah. I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like. Not. We don't see that a lot, that especially in the 1890s. Like mm-hmm. that's so cool. So. I don't know, but that's just if you sense. have a criticism, I guess that's the criticism, but everything else seems pretty cool to me. <laughs> wow, what a good episode. Wow, and now we have topics for future episodes that we've discussed in this. We need to add them to our Google Doc. I'll do that right this second. By the way, everyone, we have a Google Doc for topics, so please send us topics. Please interact with us on all things and give us things to talk about. And we'll add them to our Google Doc. And I added one. We should do the history. It's super short, but we should do the history of Cinco de Mayo. Is yeah. Because it's so and popular. And how it's like it's so stupid that like everyone celebrates it when literally in Mexico it's only celebrated in one, one town. Yes. And now it's just become a holiday to give people the excuse to drink. Yeah. Yes. So Battle of the Alamo, yes. space yes. and zodiac. Yes. Haunted San Antonio. Haunted San Antonio. History of Cinco de Mayo. And we still have that literature episode, and we still have that yeah, music episode. and our music episode, yeah. All right. So, to end this, because we got three minutes before it cuts us off, and I don't want to start another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Gmail, at Friends on Friends Podcast, basically all over the place. FDLFMA Podcast. Yeah. Um, basically, just listen to our other outros to figure out where to find us. Please. Uh, honestly, um, if you're just late in the game, you probably already know where to find us. Yeah. <laughs> Not like you care because nobody interacts with us anyway. So. Please. <laughs> Please like, share. And subscribe. No, subscribe. 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 Um, please rate us. That yes, would really help. Yes, rate review. Share us with your friends. We're kind of funny. Especially this episode. This one's about Fiesta. Yes, like, if you know anyone in San Antonio, especially new people to San Antonio, share this episode so they know what's going on. We're getting yes. out a week early yes, for the, Fiesta. So, so everybody can know all the history, all the tea. They can look up the festivities as to when things are happening, if this is interesting to them. I get, yeah, and then we can post it with like a mini schedule of like what's happening. Oh my god, yeah. We'll put it on like Instagram or something. Yeah. 
and Twitter because they have it online, so that's super easy. Yeah, okay, so what's our outro? Oh no. What about you can. Oh, I, want, I got it. Okay, I got go, it. go, go. You can let white people <laughs> plan this entire event that's definitely catered to the Hispanics of this town. <laughs> Friends don't let friends make a podcast. <laughs>